All right, we're back with episode four of Check the Tape with Aria Atari. Today, uh, we're just going to be talking about a lot of football and no baseball because the World Series is over and the Boston Red Sox won the World Series, in case you forgot. Um, I had to get that in there, so why not do it at the beginning? So we're going to be talking some football. We had some technical difficulties, but we're here. We're talking football and nothing else. Uh, Minor housekeeping. This should be the last podcast that is not on iTunes. I think iTunes, uh, it's got approved, and you just got to wait a couple of days for it to get there eventually. So this should be the last one, and I hope, but I think I might be being a little bit optimistic here, hoping this will be the last one without any sort of intro music. I'm still trying to learn all of that stuff, but I don't want that to come at the expense of not putting out any content. So still trying to figure everything out, working the kinks, bear with me in a month or so, hopefully maybe two months. I think everything will be going smoothly. We even had some technical difficulties with this podcast, but we're here, we're recording it, and we're going to talk some football. And now would be the time where I would have intro music if I was if I knew how to do it yet. So, all right, what they want. You're giving the people what they want. Yeah, but wouldn't that be, have been a perfect spot to like have intro music? Right there, right there. Yeah. Um, maybe next time. I, I I think next week. So like I I. Uh, Next week, like when we do this, I would have the intro music. But I think I'm thinking about doing another podcast later in the week. But I'll tease that at the end. So let's Ooh. just get started. Let's talk some football. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. I am ready. All right. So, oh yeah, uh, this is Brian. You should. I should have probably said that from the top. But I think it's if they listen to the I'm first back. three, I think if they listen to the first three, they would know uh, it was you. Yeah. So it is. Uh, maybe, they didn't, maybe they didn't listen to the first three. So let's not assume. Um. Alrighty, week nine is now in the books, and we had the biggest game is that Rams-Saints game. Uh, it was in the Superdome. Saints won, was it 45-35, right? Yeah, they, they sprung ahead late in that game. They did. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about Michael Thomas's phone. There are a lot of people that care. Dude, I'm not, let's not even waste time on that. So, okay. The Rams and the Saints week nine, right? Yeah. Saints won. We talked about how last week that the Saints had – or the Rams' defense was not that impressive. They had those two guys in the middle, their corners. You know, Tlaib's out. Peters hasn't actually looked good all year. And Peters got – it was that last play against Michael Thomas where Peters was the one who got burned, right? Yep. He – Yeah. Uh, so that was, um, I feel validated on that a little bit that the Rams defense didn't actually show themselves as this elite defense that some people had made them out to be. You can throw on them. They're not that, uh, impressive. I mean, they're not like a top defense or anything. And I wasn't surprised at all that the saints put up points, especially when they play at home at the Superdome. So now this is the week when everyone is saying, well, making all these, Comments about the Saints, they're the best team in the NFL. They're probably, if they, well, I don't want to say probably because if they lose one game, then they're behind. But right now they're in the driver's seat for home field advantage. And if they get that and the road to the Super Bowl has to go to New Orleans, go through New Orleans in the NFC, then it's going to be difficult for other teams. And it's probably best for the Saints to have it go through the Superdome because, you know, once the weather becomes colder, that's not a team that you would feel really confident in playing outdoors. I think when they made the Super Bowl in 2009 and won it against the Colts, they played indoors in the Superdome the whole way through. So my my takeaway from that game was really 
you know, these are the top two teams in the NFC. They both have really good offenses, defenses, not so much. But in this NFL right now, do the does the defense isn't going to stop a team like that. Um, so I don't know. That was kind of my big takeaway. My other takeaway was really, and I'm monologuing, so I'm going to let you come in here real quick. Uh, I just wanted to say everything. But McVay and Peyton, they're like pretty much the same coach, offensive-minded. Uh, McVay's like a younger, better version of Peyton, both offensive minded, both, uh, got a lot of guts. They'll go for it. Um, on fourth downs, you know, Peyton obviously had the onside kick in the Super Bowl. really ballsy coaches. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to take away other than that was a good game besides two of the top teams, maybe the two top teams in the league. I, I, my takeaway is, is kind of a question for you at this point in the season, would you rather have the Rams offense or the Saints offense? Does that include the head coach? Yes, it's the entirety of the offense. Uh, then I would take the Rams because I think the I, I I just think McVay is a genius, and we've seen with the Saints like Peyton. Like I haven't really liked all this Taysom Hill stuff. Uh, it seems like a lot of Taysom Hill, and maybe you should use Drew Brees more than Taysom Hill in those spots. But he had that one first. He got that one first down in the game. Um. I would just take the Rams because of McVay. Like I, 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 I'm, I love McVay. I think he's I'm gonna, the best. I'm going to disagree yeah. with you. I'm going to disagree with you. I, I do agree with you that McVay is is an incredible mind, offensive mind, great coach. But the weapons that the Saints have are far, far superior than the weapons that the Rams have. I mean, if you want to compare running backs, really they're very comparable. Uh, Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara are basically the same back. Uh, very tough in the in the pass game, run through the tackles and and bounce outside in the running game. Um, and then you also have the added wrinkle of having a guy like Mark Ingram in the running game too, that alleviates some things for Alvin Kamara. And then you have, of course, Michael Thomas, who is an incredible wide receiver, probably top five right now in the league at this point. And I do like the wrinkle of uh, I know you said you didn't like it very much, but I do like the wrinkle of Taysom Hill. Uh, I think, you know, you and I have talked a couple of times about how we don't like the way that the Ravens are using, uh, a guy like, uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, I don't like how they're using him because they are not starting him at quarterback when he's the best quarterback on their roster. Right. And Taysom Hill is not the best quarterback on the, in their roster, but he's good enough of an athlete that he should be out there. I'm sure there's going to be some Taysom Hill play in the playoffs for the Saints that's going to get them a key first down or maybe even a touchdown. And then I'm going to look like an idiot when if somebody plays this back. Um, yeah, maybe I, I, I don't feel like that strongly about the Taysom Hill thing. It's like a very small portion of what they do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just really like the. I just love McVay. I think he's McVay's been, a better coach. He's a better coach than Sean Payton. I mean, better coach. Uh, the things he got out of Jared Goff, he gets out of Jared Goff, and off the plays he's able to run and the motion, the speed. It's just it doesn't matter who's there. It's honestly like mind boggling. Well, speaking on Jared Goff, real quick. I mean, some of the throws he was making in that game in the second half were were dynamite. I mean, yeah. fitting it into tight windows, leading receivers. Uh, at, at one point in the fourth quarter, he looked like he was going to come back and win the game single-handedly. I mean, he was unconscious. They were yeah, they stopped I running the that, ball. It speaks volume. You know, I don't want to like say it's all McVay and Goff. You know, I think Goff was really, you know, he's probably a good quarterback. And being with Fisher that first year, and then uh, getting the upgrade from Jeff Fisher to McVay your, your next two years, people might view that as 
oh well he he's just he's just the coach the coach made him well i think the coach definitely helped and the coach worked with them and helped them develop as a player but like i'm going well i think i would just go the other way i'm not saying mcveigh didn't help but i would say like if he had like a, another coach who wasn't McVeigh, maybe like an average guy, like maybe he'd still be good. Maybe not at this level, but he'd still be good. It's just Fisher is such a detriment, you know. Yep. Um, at this point, at this point, right? So you know, Jared Goff, of course, drafted in twenty sixteen draft, right? Yeah, this and, is third uh, season. Right, first overall pick for the for the Rams. One of the best quarterbacks, or quote unquote best quarterbacks, taken. Out of these draft, this past previous draft was probably one of the bigger quarterback-driven drafts. Would you rather Jared Goff than on any of the quarterbacks that were taken this year? What, like the Baker draft? Baker. Pause on that. I wanted to get to them like later. Um, we'll come back to them. Okay. Uh, but the other big game was the Pats Packers, right? Pats Packers, yeah. And you know, these were my takeaways from this as a. Stouch is that the right word? Obnoxious? It's no stouch. Is that a word? Stouch? What like are you trying stout? to say? I was, gonna, I was gonna say a stouch Patriots fan. Staunch? Staunch is what does stouch mean? I don't think stouch is a word. Just uh, say obnoxious. No, as a uh, as a Patriots fan, my big takeaway was uh, you know the Packers are not very good. Like if you just look at their roster, they have. A great quarterback, but they don't really have anybody else. Like Devontae Adams, he's good. He's he's fine. Uh the running backs are a joke. The offensive line. Oh, I just did you hear that? A little bit. I just dropped the microphone. Well, I like I accidentally hit it. Drop um, the mic. We're a little too early for a drop the mic. For a mic drop? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Where was I? So yeah, my takeaways were that the Packers were not the best team. They uh have you know, a great quarterback, but they're kind of weak on all the other positions. And then their defensive players kept falling like flies that game. So um, that was one. And then the other thing is, I think the Patriots really, I mean, it didn't show in this game, but I think like down the line, they're going to need Sony Michelle back. I agree. Uh, I think it helps out James White too. Well, if you look at like the top three teams in the league, like the ones with one, because the top, the best three records, they all have one loss. And then it gets to the teams with two losses, but it's the Rams, the Saints, and the uh, the Chiefs. They all have a top quarterback. I'd say like, you know, I'd say Mahomes and Breeze are both top five. Goff's yeah. probably what like top seven. This season, I would have Goff potentially in the top five the way he's yeah, played. Yeah, okay, but like at least top seven. Yeah, and they all have running backs who are top ten or maybe top five running backs, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say Kamara and uh and uh Gurley huh. are right up there one through five and Kareem Hunt's been very good this season too. Very under the radar season for Kareem Hunt and all he's done is just score touchdowns left and right because of how good the passing game has been. So you gotta season. have that like top quarterback and then a top running back. Um yeah. and you know I think Michelle could be that guy for the Patriots. He was starting to look really good before he got injured in that Bears game. And that and it really sucks. But he's apparently supposed to be back uh, this week against the Titans if he has a good week of practice. Um, but he was the he was one of the two major offensive guys who didn't play that game. The other one, I don't want to say it's over for Gronk, but it might 
I don't want to say, yeah, it's not over, but it's like, I don't think he's going to come back next season. We when talked about we, this earlier, right? We talked about this, how like they were trying to trade him and that was a sign that they wanted to move on. And um, yeah, now I just think it's, it's made even more apparent. They hate, they got, I think the Patriots got sick and tired of like having to depend on him uh, on staying healthy because it's, you know, if you've watched this guy for his career, that's the whole rap on him. He can't really stay healthy that long. And just when you start to count on him, he gets injured. And that's, it's unfortunate, you know, you would love for Gronkowski to play, but well, at least I would, um, as a fan, I guess some people might not, but you know, whatever sickos. I think he's good. Uh, I think he's good for the league. I think anyone should appreciate the way he plays, but yeah. I, I, I think that like like you just said that the the end is near. <laughs> so it's approaching game, a lot quicker. I mean, that game was pretty close. The Patriots' offense and honestly the Patriots' defense didn't really impress me that much that game until and then the fourth quarter happened. Aaron Jones fumbled, and um, you know everything went uh, the Patriots' way from that point, and not the Packers' way from that point. So. Um, we'll see. I, the Patriots don't really have that many good opponents left. I think the best opponent left is the Steelers. I was they play say. them. They play them in December, but I don't really think the Steelers are all that good. We can get we can get to them right now. I well, guess. Well, here's here's the thing, real quick on the Patriots. You know, yeah. we mentioned the top three teams in Kansas City, Los Angeles, and uh, and the Saints. The, the the teams like the Panthers, the uh, Patriots. You know, those kind of second level teams to me are so and I know that the, the, the Patriots beat Kansas City at home, but the way that the, the the Patriots have played all year and even the the Panthers and these teams that are kind of on the outside looking in as those top three teams, they're not even close. I mean, the consistency that has come out of the top three teams on offense is is pretty remarkable. And the consistency for the Patriots has not been there all year. Yeah, but I think a lot of that is injury and like, you know, these guys haven't not injury and, you know, new guys coming in, Josh Gordon and Edelman not being there from the start and they're going to for a while in that game in that game on Sunday night, Brady was what? Oh, for seven completing passes in a row. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like six passes or something in yeah. a row that he didn't complete. I mean, that, that's that's not Tom Brady. That's not the Patriots. There's they they are a good team. There's no doubt. I mean, they're still a good team, and they're still, you know, very capable of winning the AFC. They're not the same Patriots team that we have seen over the last ten years. That's fact. Yeah, they should. They're a heavy under. That's why everybody should root for them. This is an underdog team. Nothing about Boston is underdog anymore. This team is struggling, and um, they're persevering. And no, I, I just, this, six I just, and two struggle. Must be nice. Okay. Seven and two. Get it right. Seven and two. Seven and two. But yeah, so I mentioned the Steelers are like the um, the biggest, the best team left that they would play. Steelers are five two and one. I don't know how they're five two and one, but they are. You know, because they started off the year one one and one, right? They had the tie to the Browns week one. one, and then they lost to Mahomes and the Chiefs week two. Yep. And then who's their other loss? They also the Ravens in week four. So they started like one two and one, right? They had a losing record. Yep. I don't know if they lost to the Ravens week four, but they lost to the Ravens like early on. And they've won since then. Now, their schedule has been kind of a cupcake since then. I mean, they did beat the Bengals in that game when Antonio Brown had the winning touchdown. But um, on the road, though, that makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, for the rest of the year, 
They're looking good. Uh, I thought Roethlisberger was going to be out for the year when he had that, that injury. Shoulder, yeah. I it looked was, like I uh, it looked like the ones Aaron Rodgers has had in the past. Collarbone, yeah. I, that's yeah. what I initially that's thought I, was that yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he shattered his collarbone the way he he kind of fell. I guess it more. I guess it was more of kind of a he lost his breath or wind, whatever it was. But yeah, initial look at that one. I I said to I was uh, my brother and I were watching the game. I texted him and I said Ben's done the way that looked, but. He's Fortunately enough for them. Later, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what to make of that, but like this team's been winning and in, in I'm trying to use all these fancy words. I was about to say in lieu of. Um that doesn't make is that is that right? That's right. Yeah. Right. In, in, in lieu, lieu of the bad of, start. Of, well, no, in lieu of no Le'Veon Bell is what I was that, that say. too, yeah. Um, well listen, James Conner has had better numbers than Bell has ever in his career. Yeah, through I, ten I, games through nine. I games. don't really know what to make of that. So I don't. This whole garbage about Le'Veon Bell that they would be a better team. I don't agree with at well, all. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They're much better off. Like James Conner's on a rookie deal, right? Yes. So, so contractually, yes. Yeah, contractually, it's not even a question. Um, and maybe in like now, people are starting to argue it's not even a question. It's debatable. Uh, when it comes to which player you would rather have, I mean. You know, we haven't seen Le'Veon play in eight eight games. He's missed half the year now. And how about and, this? I think that James Conner makes their offense more multidimensional. Yeah. Because a lot of games when Le'Veon Bell, and they've won a lot of games with Le'Veon Bell. So, I mean, this is not like, you know, we're not talking about a team that was, you know, had lost six, seven, eight games in a year. They were winning 10, 11, 12 games in a year with Le'Veon Bell. But still... James Conner is not the guy that can handle the ball 30 times in a game like they used to with Le'Veon Bell. Now this makes things available for Juju Smith-Schuster, for, of course, Antonio Brown, and and James Conner has filled his role perfectly. I mean, absolutely perfectly. You can't complain. I don't think he has a turnover all year. So what's he... What's Bell going to do now? Because I thought it was originally like he had to come back by week 11. Well, it was like... I thought he had to come back by week 11... So, like, not only – I knew he had to come back for week 11 to, like, finish the year, but I thought it was also he had to come back to be a free agent too. But, no, he can be a free agent no matter what. Right. So, there's a, there's a, there's a tender that can be applied to him, though, if he doesn't come back by the Steelers and he will not nearly make the kind of money that he is wanting to make if that's the case. No, 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 he would. What are you talking about? No, there's a, there's a tend. I, I saw this yesterday, and I didn't necessarily understand it, but they can place a tender. It's not the franchise tender, obviously, because that, that's what they placed on him at the beginning of the season. But they could place a secondary tender on him that he would not be in. He would not be. Are you talking about the transition tag? No, it's not the transition tag. It was something I had never heard heard about it in my I life. I don't think that's a thing. Is, I look, what I is, read is what I read is he doesn't have to come back. He can be a free agent no matter what. And the only ways he's not a free agent is if they franchise him, which they won't do because you'll have to pay him like $20 million if you franchise a player for a third time. And, or they could put the transition on him, but the transition tag doesn't really matter because they could just sign with another team. All the transition tag really does is give the Steelers the right to match it if he if they want, which I doubt they would, especially with the way Connor's playing. Well, here's My the deal. Th- he tweeted yesterday that, you know, the whole kind of cryptic – Farewell, oh, Miami. Believe, believe it when you see it. My thing with him is, like, I understood what he was doing, though. Like, he wasn't trying to let this team run him into the ground as he was in a contract year. I got it. He was trying to preserve his body. But now, you know, he's been gone, and this other running back has really flourished. 
I would argue his values gotten hurt, and I don't know what he could have done. Well, what should he have done? Like well, how came about this? back he, and risks. What he, I I mean I see his his side of it too, but you know here's a guy. This is a guy that you know is trying to get his worth in the league. At the same time, every week he doesn't play, he's forfeiting nine hundred thousand dollars. He's not just forfeiting that; he's also like forfeiting the value off the next contract. But if you're a team like the uh, like the 49ers, right? Team yeah. like the 49ers, does it really matter if Le'Veon Bell plays this year or not? Does it really? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it does. I wouldn't want to pay so much money for a guy who's been out of football for a year. You could say the same thing about any of these guys that get hurt. But, like, they don't get massive contracts. And if they do, it's stupid. Like, that Richard Sherman contract was stupid. Listen, I, I I do understand what he was doing, and I do think it's the right move for him. I thought it was. I I thought so too. But I'm just like, now where's the what's the market for him? Who's over? Who's gonna like the Todd Gurley contract? You know, Gurley makes around like 15 million a year. Who's are people gonna pay that for Le'Veon Bell now? Yes, I don't know. Absolutely, a team like the Niners will absolutely do that. I mean, the only thing with the Niners is that they signed Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> people forget about that. I mean, he's been out all year. He didn't play. One single yeah. snap. He got hurt in preseason. But still, a team that is in desperate need of a running back that's in a win-now mode, of course they would. All right. We'll see. I just think, like, his value's been damaged, and it sucks because he was kind of doing the right thing of preserving himself. And it, in turn, it, it kind of backfired on him. Maybe he would have – and, like, I guess the only alternative would have been to just have played and hope you didn't get hurt, which is risky. I mean, we saw it with Earl Thomas. Sure. Yeah, you know? Earl Thomas, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Speaking of Earl Thomas, God crushing it with these segues um i want to get to the the seahawks um in that game um russell wilson is the ultimate i'm never out of it guy i think ever like he's never out of it but you also like don't think he's actually gonna win it you know what i mean yeah like I did, I never like the, so you watched the whole thing did you or you shut it off at some point or? i shut it off you know, so okay, but I did I did see the the drive and they tied it and they uh, scored to make it a one possession game. The Chargers gave the ball back. They were on the one yard line, could have tied the game, but well, they had the false start. False start, yeah, yeah. It's like Pete Carroll like wanted them to have the false start because he didn't want to run call a play from the one yard line. He needed yeah. to be from the six yard line to actually like understand how to call. Well, how about this again? They were out oh, of the no, shotgun, out of the shotgun on the one yard line. I know that that Russell Wilson is not, you know, under center quarterback, but geez, come on. Yeah. Every guy should be under center on the one yard line. Yeah. I don't so, care who you are. That was, uh, that was something. Um, yeah. But so like, I, I didn't think they were actually going to win it though. And then they would have to go for the two point conversion. And I don't know. Um, the big thing is we're talking about the Seahawks blowing it. We're talking, let's talk about the chargers. Cause that team is legit like the only real problem that offense can move the ball so quick, uh, so fast and down the field. And Melvin Gordon, when he comes downhill, he's great. Keenan Allen's top receiver in the they league. They might be getting Hunter Henry back too. Yeah, I saw that from his ACL tear, yeah. which is I don't know. What is he called? That would be huge. Is he the next Kyle Schwarber? I mean, we'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, with the Chargers, it's kind of like. They have all these weapons. They Boza is going to come back on defense now. Whether he's going to be anything uh, productive, that remains to be seen. But they have talent everywhere. 
But their issue has always been the kicking, really. Like, it doesn't matter who is kicking for the Chargers. He's going to miss them. It's a black hole. How many did they miss yesterday or Sunday? They missed a field goal and two two extra points. It was either two extra points and a field goal or was two field goals and an extra point. I think they missed two extra points. Regardless, it was bad. Yeah, because they missed the extra point to start it to make it 6-7. And then when they went up 25, when they were, yeah, when it was 25-17 or 25-10. No, it was 25-10. And if they had made that extra point to make it, because they missed the extra point there, that would have made it 26-10. So when Seattle needed the two touchdowns, they would have had to gone for two twice. Now, they didn't go for two at all because they missed it and they kicked the Seattle kicked the extra point to match and they didn't get in the last time. But yeah, they missed two extra points and a field goal. Uh, Sturges, right? Yep. So it doesn't matter who is the kicker for that team. He's going to miss. The head coach is just kind of eh. You know, he had a really bad showing in that London game against uh, Tennessee um, with the way he managed the game towards the end there. But um, I don't know. He won't be the first head coach fired because he was gone, but he's not going to be fired. He's his team six and two. Uh, I'm not a big Anthony Lynn guy. So listen, speaking on coaches getting fired, your boy, your boy last night, Jason Garrett, is he the next one to go? Oh, he's not. He'll survive this season. Who if, lasts longer, Jason Garrett or Todd Bowles? Like, I don't know, because like. I think firing coaches in the middle of the season is like kind of dumb unless they're having like a hugely negative impact like Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Clearly there was discord there um, with uh, with Bowles. Like, I don't know. I just think you just move on from him after the year and it's all good. But Bowles is gone. Cotter's gone. And who's the third guy I think is going to be gone? Oh, um, Vance Joseph. Wow. It's over for him. What did he like? He what did he do with that field goal? What are you doing, Vance? Made a mess out of it. That's what he did. Oh my god! Um, all right, so we're talking about coaches who suck. You know, the only thing that I enjoy talking about more than uh, coaches that suck, you know what it is? What is that? Rookie quarterbacks that suck. Oh, buddy! All right, these guys. I saw this stat. Now I don't know if like. It's changed with week nine now in the books. It pro- I mean, it probably has. But, like, for the eligible quarterbacks, like, four of the bottom five, I think, were these rookies. Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold. Um, now, QBR is a weird stat. I don't really understand all of it that well. And I don't think it's the best benchmark for actually assessing a quarterback. But it has some value, I guess. And the fact that they were all in the bottom four, I think Dak was like in the top five in it though. So like, I, I don't know how valuable that is. <laughs> yeah. It favors, uh, if I know it favors running quarterbacks. That's one of the things, uh, with QBR, but, um, yeah, this was, uh, this was interesting that they had, uh, that they were all, the four of them were in the bottom five. Wow. And wow. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say, you know, a lot of people are drawing conclusions saying, oh, Darnold sucks. Baker sucks. I mean, they haven't been playing well, but remember Goff. Okay, Goff was awful, right? His rookie year. Yeah. Case Keenum started over him, and then Goff eventually became the starter, and he was not good. And then McVay comes in, and the rest is history. Um, You know, some of these guys, they're going to have new head coaches. Uh, You know, the Browns have already fired their head coach. The Jets, the Jets are, are going to fire Todd Bowles. 
Uh, Allen and Rosen, I, I think their coaches would actually be back next year. Sean McDermott made the playoffs last year with the Bills, so I doubt they would get rid of him. And uh, the other coach uh, for the Cardinals, Steve Wilkes, he's in his first year, so he's probably got a little bit more job security. Um, yeah, I don't think these quarterbacks are all that good, but I'm not going to give up on them. Does that make sense? Yep, I agree. But I don't want to also, I also don't want to say, oh, well, they just need a new head coach and they'll be good. Look, if you're going to be good, you're going to be good no matter what. See, the, my thing is this I, I have seen more positives out of Baker Mayfield than I have out of Sam Darnold. I have seen far I'm more sorry. positives I I, out I of. I agree. Darnold turns it over too much. I, and he's done that his entire career. Yeah. That was his big thing at USC was that he that was the rap on him. He he couldn't he couldn't avoid the turnover and and that's been the big problem this year. He saw the first pass, first pass of his career, pick six. Uh, <laughs> you know this yeah. this past game against the uh, Dolphins, huge pick six, uh, pretty much wrapped up the game. Uh, so that's why with your New York Football Giants, you know, I was one of those people who were like, oh, they're so dumb, they didn't take a quarterback. I mean, it was it would be dumb if the quarterback was actually good, you know. It's the, it, the, you, you people are clowns. Like anyone you that people, anybody that, that is still hanging on to that argument are clowns. No, but I'm I, saying like, what if he was like, I don't, I don't care if, if he was good. I, no, I don't no, care. No, 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 I don't like, care. Forget good. Like what if he was like a Mahomes level quarterback and you passed it up on that? Well, I mean, the, the, here's the thing. No one has a, uh, has a Saquon Barkley level player from this past draft. Do okay. They? But you'd much rather have like someone at, at that level, that elite level at the quarterback position than the running back. The thing is, Darnold isn't that. So for that year, for that reason, I understand. But the Giants were never going to take Baker Mayfield. The Giants were never going to take uh, uh, Josh Allen. It was really between Darnold and Rosen. Probably they probably would have went with Rosen. I think too. I think no, they I, liked Rosen. Forget the, you know, you're not following what I'm saying though. I know I do. I am following what you're saying. You're saying that if if. If a guy like Sam Darnold were to turn out to be as good as Patrick Mahomes is, that it, it would be a bad. Good, I mean, as Patrick Mahomes, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty. So uh, a Carson Wentz level. Yeah, let's say Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, but <laughs> on like, a bad on a bad offensive team, honestly. Well, there's bad six, offensive line. Yeah, they've won six in a row, which I don't know how. But um, bottom line is this: I don't. I could care less. I know the Giants made the right move well they made and the I, right move because the quarterback sucked and and the made the right move because they could have fooled you all they wanted but this was this everyone that had a certain sense of common sense around the giants knew that this was a two-year deal eli was not able to win football games oh for stop them. they they this thought year. he was don't, i'm not gonna let you try and do that no. they thought he was gonna be anyone good. with common sense maybe they didn't have common sense going well, this i season. guess david gettleman didn't have common sense because he clearly thought he but it's gonna end up working out it really is gonna yeah end up i think it, because I think they're gonna get will. probably a top five pick coming into the draft it really next. just you know all this stuff it all really just depends on so you can have you draft, so you can you draft Saquon, the right quarterback so you can get you saquon barkley right and now you have a crack at a top Top five quarterback, right? Yeah, but if that quarterback sucks, then it doesn't work out. It just matters. Can you end that quarterback? You know, the Browns, uh, they passed on Watson, Wentz, and Mahomes, right? I don't think that that this draft coming up, there's enough quarterbacks to where you can say, oh, wow, they really made a bad decision drafting uh, Will Greer, or they made a really bad decision drafting uh, Justin Herbert if he comes out. Oh, they made a really bad decision. It's a bad decision? What do you mean? What's that? 
if he sucks, it's a bad decision. Yeah, but what I don't think I don't think that there are enough quarterbacks that where you can say, oh, they passed on they passed on X player, X player, and X player to take Justin Herbert, and Justin Herbert's not nearly as good as Will Greer. I mean, it's it's a basically there's not many quarterbacks coming out this year that are worth the top five picks in the draft. So you're really picking between potentially two guys. Uh, or if you're the Giants, you just say, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna roll with Kyle Aletta for next season and oh, yeah. and go and try to be in the in the sweepstakes for Tua. Well, I'll tell you one thing about the Giants. They are irrelevant. So we should talk about teams and players that maybe are relevant. And what better way of doing that than the MVP award? There you go. Um, your, your segues are on point today. Segways are actually pretty easy. You can just like think of any little thing with uh, any topic and find some sort of angle. Connect to the dots. To yeah, they're actually not that hard. Like, it's like uh, paint no, by numbers. Yeah, I'm not that like impressed with what I've done. I think it's actually like easy. Um, yeah. Uh, so MVP. Uh, there's only like three guys really who are in this, but I would argue like it's really only one guy. Uh, I think it's, I mean, nah, I don't want to say that because, you know, we've only played half the season. Somebody can go on a much bigger run, but Mahomes has been the MVP halfway through the season, you know? Through nine games, yes. So I wanted to do this. I wanted to talk about, like, who do we have uh, with each award at this point in the season? So Mahomes, MVP, Breeze and Gurley behind him, right? Yes. Offensive player of the year. Um, I don't, I, I never really understood offensive player of the year versus MVP when the MVP is an offensive player. I guess you would give it to either Mahomes or Gurley too. Gurley. Maybe it's, I don't know. Um, I think, I think the only way Mahomes won't win offensive player of the year, it'll, it'll be right. It'll be Gurley. And I think if Gurley wins MVP, he could potentially win offensive player of the year as well. Yeah. So defensive player of the year, it's gotta be Aaron Donald right now. Right. Right. Yep. Is he still, le- he's still leading the league in stocks after this weekend. He had two this weekend, so uh, I, would he was, so. I would assume he's either tied or, or leading the league, yes. Okay. Offensive rookie. It's got to be Barkley. Yeah, probably. I think so, too. Um, Even though he slowed down a little bit, but his the volume that he gets and the way he started the season. Certain, certainly isn't these quarterbacks. Um, defensive rookie of the year. I like Derwin James. I know you don't like him very much, but yeah. Derwin James has been very good for the Chargers. What about Chubb? Yeah, I I feel like he hasn't put up the big numbers. He had a, I know he had uh he's had good he games. Had one sack. Yeah, he had a good game this past week. I know he had the sack. He had a sack this past week. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's tough when you have Von Miller <laughs> next to you. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Uh, sure, Miller. You know, it's he's getting. It, it's just I don't I don't think that Bradley Chubb has had the year that is. That a lot of people were anticipating because of the, you know, he would have gotten a alleviated, uh, alleviated pressure off that side because of Von Miller. But with that being yeah, said, I thought like before the season, I thought he was like a mortal lock for defensive player of the year. But um, it doesn't seem like that. I like Derwin Derwin James. I've been saying it since week one. Um, comeback player isn't comeback player like you just pick the one who has like the injury last Massive year. Injury, and... yeah. Who, well, who, it, it could have been that? David Johnson, but he's had a terrible year. Could it be uh, Adrian Peterson? It could be. It was he. It was he. He wasn't injured though. I think he was just like. Well, no, he played well last year too. Um, who could it be? Who was injured last year? 
Um, I don't know. I guess it, Rogers was, but he like came back at some point, and I think Rogers is too good to be. I hate comeback player of the year. I'm sorry. It's just like you're just rewarding whoever's injured the year before. It's not like I don't know. Um, and then coach of the year. I think this is an interesting one. Um, is it Andy Reid or? Well, I mean, considering what uh, you know, the thing with Reid is this. I think that everyone can understand and realize what he is doing with Patrick Mahomes and what he did with Alex Smith and his ability to kind of be the that quarterback whisperer and you know kind of you know be from that old regime of coaches but able to be a progressive coach and and step into the 21st century and, and adapt and, yeah yeah and adapt that's what I like most about Andy Reid you know I think you know who you just described uh, the opposite of oh take a guess. Pete Carroll? Oh, no, no, no. John Gruden. John John Gruden? Yeah, John not, Gruden, who John is Gruden, not, not a candidate coach, for coach, not of, the coach of the year. Uh, no, I, he could, he'll maybe get one vote, right? He may be himself. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, back to Andy Reid. I mean, Sean McDonough vote for <laughs> coach of the year? He, yeah, right, his buddy. Um, Reid, Reid, I think, is either one or two in that voting. I mean... It's tough to uh, to pass up on McVay as well. A lot of people like Sean McVay. As much as I hate to say it, I'm sure Sean Payton will be involved in that mix. Um, I think that Payton is carried by his quarterback. Um, I feel like the Super Bowl winning coaches, it's like a, the trade-off is, you know, you win the Super Bowl, you get like that extra year, those job security years for years to come. Like we've seen it with Mike McCarthy and we see John Gruden get a 10-year contract off of like that one Super Bowl he had. But the downside is you'll never win coach of the year. Yeah, I, I, I think it has it's to be Andy Reid. Yeah. McVeigh won it last year, right? Yes. So they wouldn't give it to him again. I, You know, and the, the thing is, I think that they want to give it to a first-year coach. But none of these first-year coaches have, I mean, Matt what, Nagy. Which, which one of these first-year coaches has been, you know, so good? Um, not Matt Nagy. He's like he's blown some of these games for now, the Bears. Vrabel has been up and down. I mean, not Vrabel. No. Uh, you know, and then you have Wilkes and the the Cardinals have what two wins? Two, yeah, two and two six. wins. The Giants have one win with Pat Shermer. So no. Uh, first-year coaches this year haven't been that impressive. Bad, bad. I don't even know who the best one is. I it's thought gotta be, uh, it's got to be Vrabel. Patricia's not very. Their team has been terrible. Yeah, they're they're no. It's got to be Vrabel. He's got he's the only coach that's really kind of in the mix for a playoff spot. Well, Matt Nagy, and Matt Nagy, yeah, it's true but too. I, I I don't really think much of either of them. I don't think they're like that. I I think the thing with Vrabel is this. I think that whole two point conversion attempt changed the entire outlook on on him as a coach, and internally and. But he was, like, doing stuff like – he was, like, really gutsy on fourth downs during that Eagles game they had earlier on in the year. That one, and then they got the – what was the game against the Texans in overtime where they went for the fourth down conversion and they missed? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And then the the Texans ended up winning the game on a field goal. I do think think that he has the best chance out of all these new coaches to have the longest career. As a head coach, I think he's he's he uh, has an ability to relate to the players on a certain level that I don't see with these other coaches, honestly. Uh, you know, Steve Wilkes is is you know reminds me of kind of that drill sergeant kind of coach that 
no one can relate to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Matt Nagy seems like a wet noodle. I don't know anything about the guy. Uh, Pat Shermer is an offensive coordinator, in my opinion, not a head coach. Um, oh, wow. You turned on Pat Shermer. What about him screams head coach to you? Nothing. He was awful with the Browns. Exactly. I mean, not that anyone was good with them, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll tell you who's not winning any awards, though. I'm ready. Nathan Peterman. Is his can, career over? Can we get a way to get him on the Raiders? <laughs> no, can we get a way, get him to get on this podcast? Uh, Probably not, dude. He's probably like, there's no way he would do anything like that, right? I will say this. The one, the one pick six was not, was kind of BS because... There was there was clear pass interference on that first pick six that he threw. Regardless, he's thrown what five, six pick sixes in how many starts? Three, four. Yeah, I mean it's almost like he's good for one a game. It's insane. Multiple a game. Yeah, one like one in a one point three years. I don't know. Um, he but like my dream would be for Gruden. So Gruden's already gotten rid of two of the Raiders, like you know, top three franchise players. You know. Because Cooper was thought to be one of them. He like every, like and, and now that didn't, now he didn't work out the way um, Khalil Mack uh, worked out. Not in terms of like the trade, but like Khalil Mack obviously became a much better player. His position than Cooper became a his. Yeah. Um, but what it, like so those two are both gone, and now it's just a matter of does Gruden want Carr still? And it, it'd be kind. It, I I actually looked at the contracts, and I think they could move on from Carr like relatively soon. I think like. There's a way Carr wouldn't even go to Vegas with them. Um, I think they would be stuck with him for like one more year, and then maybe they can get rid of him and not suffer from it that much. So what if Gruden decides uh, Nathan Peterman, that's his guy at quarterback? My guy. That Cowboys pick's looking good, though, because it's going to be pretty high. They're 3-5. and five. They could lose to the Eagles next week, or 3-6, and six, and yep. just kind of pack it in and quit on Jason Garrett, I guess. <laughs> the clapper. Yeah, he just he doesn't do anything. Listen, um, a guy like Nathan Peterman, man. How do they keep? How do they keep going to him? You know what I mean. A guy like, like Nathan Peterman needs the offensive mind that is John Gruden. <laughs> to, coach of no, the year, coach of the year, twenty nineteen. If John Gruden and Nathan Peterman got together and won a Super Bowl, I don't think I'd ever watch, like, not even watch football again. I don't think I'd like ever talk about it again. I don't think, like, if I saw somebody in a jersey, like, I would get mad, like, that they're <laughs> supporting football. Like, just angry, the sight of football. Could you? I mean, that's not going to happen. So I just. <laughs> Dude, how about this? I, this is something that I could see you getting all uh, angry about, right? Oh, here we go. Great. Because the, how... the Celtics lost last night. And that, well, and yeah, that, Kyrie, Irving's a, Kyrie Irving's a bad, is a bad right, guy. I, we said, way. I promise no basketball. So. Uh, how about this? Your your favorite thing, Fortnite and the NFL are uh, tag teaming. Uh, I just saw this. I don't like dislike Fortnite. I just like don't play video games because I'm bad at them. What do you, what are your thoughts, dude? Because this is very un NFL of them. What to like adopt Doing something, something fun? Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. Adopt something that's popular. Oh, Fortnite! You know that? That's uh... imagine imagine Goodell in the in the meeting, like trying imagine, to imagine. Um... Who's a who's an owner that like people know? But oh, the 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 Raiders owner. What's his name again? Mark, Mark Davis. Davis. 
Is he the one with the haircut? Yeah. yeah. Imagine Mark Davis in the uh, the owners meeting. Oh, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> you think they played a game? They probably they, they probably did. Um, like Jerry Jones, Mark Davis. You have Jerry Jones, Mark Davis, Robert Kraft, and uh, who Maras. would you? <laughs> no, no, no. It needs to be somebody else. It has to be. Um, oh, Snyder. Snyder's in that game. <laughs> Dan Snyder. <laughs> yeah, that's your that's your Fortnite squad. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's too good. Do you think what owner do you think would be the best Fortnite owner or no, what owner? Do you think, yeah, would be the best Fortnite player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh man, that's tough. It's got to be somebody that's relatively young, right? Well, that doesn't really exist. The you don't they're think all like one owner? I don't even know. Are they all? I don't think they're all old. All all old. Name one that's young. I think Jed York. That would be my pick. I don't think he's that old. Let me uh, let me think about this. Lives in the Bay Area. Well, the team's in the Bay Area. I don't know where he lives, but I assume he lives, has a house at least in the Bay Area. Uh, what about, all right. What about the uh, Eagles owner? He's a relatively young guy. No, he looks like Lorne Michaels. What is he like? Sixty-five. That's pretty young That's for a. What are you talking about? It's young for an owner. Jerry Jones is like a hundred. I think Jed York is like. I'm going to look up how old Jed York is. Um, Jed York is... Jed York's like 37, 38. He's like, a, he's like an MLB owner. Like an MLB GM. Yeah, no, Jed York. That's my, that's my pick. He's the, best, he's the best Fortnite player in the NFL owners meetings. Dude, if you look up Jed York right now on, uh, <laughs> on Google, look at his last two tweets. What does he have? Don't forget to... Don't forgot to vote today. Oh, you smelled it. <laughs> and then very cool story, whatever this story what is. Story. <laughs> is he talking about this Fortnite story? Dude, don't forget, don't forgot to vote today. What? Maybe maybe he's been playing so much Fortnite he just he <laughs> forgot to, uh, he forgot to spell his tweets correctly. Oh my god. He That's uh too good. I believe in you, Jed York. I think you'd be a good Fortnite player. Um, all right. I think that's it. Dude, real to... quick, we got to talk about our boy, Stephen A. Oh, what about him? Dude, he was insane yesterday. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that many, that much of it. I would just see, like, the clips on the Twitter. He was, like, in the cowboy hat. He was, like... He was, like, kicking the cowboy logo. One tweet he had, Stevie A loves the kids. <laughs> Stevie A. He referred to himself as Stephen A. Or Stevie A. Stevie A. <laughs> Stevie A. He was... He loves it though. Like, he loves going to those places and uh, like with the rival, um, they boo the rival. Him. yeah, hostile territory. He loves like poking fun at them. Dude, it's good to be Stevie A. It's good. Yeah, he loves it though. He 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 thrives off He's of it. He's the king. He's the king. His and him. He was going at it with Michael Irvin, right? Yeah. He, he, why was he wearing the cowboy hat? <laughs> Accident waiting to happen. Too good, dude. He's 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 killing it. Yeah, when's he gonna start doing stand up? <laughs> Stephen A. Like, oh, what a guy. Who would who would be a good comedian that could pair with him? Um, mm, that's a good question. I mean, or, the, what if Stephen A. hosted SNL? The obvious. Oh, wow, <laughs> that would be like I. That would was there has there ever been like a media person to host SNL? I don't know. No, there was. I can't remember the dude's name though, but there was. 
Um, crap. That would be that would be good. That was, would be good. Uh, like not a sports media person. Like it was like a, it was like, TV. like some anchor, it was like an NBC anchor. I can't remember his name. Oh my god. I doubt that there's ever been like a sports reporter or no, there's no. But like if there was going to be one, it would have to be him, right? I would guess. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is though that because they're ESPN, ABC, they might not do something like that. Uh, that I don't think that matters that much. I don't know. Um, alrighty. So I think that's, uh, that's about it. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to be coming back later in the week with a basketball one. You won't be on that one. Yeah. Kyrie sucks. Uh, you didn't have to say that. Um, I'm going to edit that out. Um, alrighty. We're going to call this uh, a wrap. Thanks for listening and be back next week after week 10. Uh, Thanks for listening.